into cybersecurity? There's a ton of content out there, and if you don't know where to start, it can be overwhelming, even paralyzing. So let's fix that. Welcome to Simply Cyber, a community of tens of thousands of aspiring and active cybersecurity professionals focused on networking, knowledge sharing, and professional development. I'm Dr. Gerald Dozier, Chief Content Creator at Simply Cyber, inviting you to get the answers to your cybersecurity problems with hundreds of cybersecurity videos answering your frequently asked questions, interviewing industry experts, and live streaming daily cyber threat briefings hosted by me. Now get the stories and insights you won't find anywhere else. Hit subscribe now and dig into all the fresh content on the channel and in the community. Nothing should stop you from launching and leveling up your cybersecurity. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Got a surprise for you. I'll explain this all in a minute, but no sweat. Today is Tuesday, August 8th, 2023. Welcome to episode number 425 of Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Brief Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Dozier, retaining the A-hole chair for one more day as my flight to Las Vegas got conveniently canceled, literally hours before and delta was like hey no problem we got you jer we're just gonna push you 30 hours forward so uh i'll be here uh today for the show super pumped and tomorrow eric taylor will be guest hosting guys over the next 45 minutes we all of us me nicole hewitt leon elliott space tacos james mcquiggan in vegas Carrie White's cinnamon bun cappuccino from Circle K. Folks on LinkedIn, folks on YouTube, squad members, first-timers, long-timers. We're all going to be shredding the top cybersecurity news stories of the day. And I'll be giving my expert opinion and analysis on each of those stories on what it means to you as a practitioner. So how can you operationalize it at work today? Or if you're at DEF CON Black Hat, how you can... Uh, bring value to a networking conversation over drinks or over coffee when you're bumping into someone. And if you're looking to break into the industry, you're going to get massive value here because you will be asked in any job interview, how do you stay current on the industry? And the Daily Cyber Threat Brief podcast is a phenomenal answer. Believe that. Now, I want you to know that each episode of the Daily Cyber Threat Brief is worth half a CPE. So if you don't know what CPEs are, chances are you don't need them. If you do know what they are, you know exactly what they are and how painful they are to get. Each episode, half a CPE. So it stacks two and a half a week, 10 a month. I would not document it daily. I would document it monthly if I did. Um, so do it. Um, say what's up in chat. Take a screen cap. If you watch on replay, say what's up in replay. Uh, take a screen cap. The reason you do the screen cap is because the date, time, everything's there. You can go back. I do not pull these streams down uh, for any reason. So you can go back and look 2019, 2020, 2021, whatever, and be able to pull uh, that you were here. Now, if you're not sure what to say, come on now. Hashtag Team Live. We got 100 people in here right now, kind of creeping in here with the uh, surprise um, uh, hosting. But go ahead, hit Team Live. Let us know you're in chat. If you're watching on replay, surprise, hashtag Team Replay in chat. Team Replay are people too. Uh, I will be live from Vegas on Thursday and Friday morning for the stream, which is really good. If it's your first time here, hashtag First Timer. What's up, James McQuiggan? High five, brother. 
Can't wait to see you. Hashtag team uh, passive. Oh, wait. No, no, no. If it's your first time here, you've just found us. You're like, what is this? There's so much good music. So many cool people. What's this guy all about? Hashtag first timer. Let us know that it's your first time on stream with us. We love to welcome our first timers. Also, don't be shy, guys. Networking is so critically valuable. Believe me. Ask anyone who's been in the in who's gotten in the industry on in the last, say, two years. Ask anyone who's had an opportunity to speak at a conference or whatever. Networking, 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 networking. It's so, so valuable. It's one of the reasons I'm so irritated about missing all of the activities today at Black Hat. I had a lot of networking uh, already scheduled and lined up. But you know what? We we do. We worry about the things we can take, uh, we can actually impact and control, and we just kind of go chill with the things that we can't control, right? So, super pumped. We got a great show for you, but before we get into it, I do want to say shout out and thanks to the stream sponsors, starting with Barricade Cyber Solutions. Barricade Cyber Solutions, in addition to being amazing people, they're also dedicated to helping businesses from cyber attacks recover from the damage done. Cyber attacks can cause massive issues for business owners. Uh, excuse me, for businesses and send dedicated, hardworking business owners into turmoil. But Barricade Cyber Solutions knows how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. Believe that. Check them out at barricadecyber.com. Link in the description below. Michael Murdoch. <coughs> Thanks for the squad membership, my friend. Also want to say shout out and love to uh, American, American Psycho. I don't even know why I was going to say that. Anti-Siphon Training. Uh, Anti-Siphon Training, the training arm of Barricade Cyber Solutions, um, it offers amazing training for anyone in the industry, whether you're looking to break in, level up, workforce development, it doesn't matter. They have something for everyone. And one of the best things about their live training that you could see here on the stream is that their pay what you can training is literally pay what you can. So don't sweat it if you're hurting financially. They got you covered. James McQuiggan with the super chat. Sorry for the traveling hiccup, Jerry. Team live, hashtag networking at B-Sides Black Hat. Defcon's great. Looking forward to the Friday afternoon and meeting the Simply Cyber community. Heck yeah. Did we just become best friends? Yep. I'll tell you what, my level of angst would have been uh, through the roof if I was going to miss the uh, Simply Cyber Defcon meetup. That Then you would have saw me uh, go full Super Saiyan. Anyways, anti-siphon training, pay what you can courses. Check it out. There's a lot of great content here. Uh, you can get the schedule to see what upcoming activities and events there are. Um, and you can see just here, later in this month, August 24th, we've got the MITRE Tech Framework and Tools training coming up. So that's going to be a good one. I actually want to do that one if my time will allow me, but we'll see. Also want to say shout out to Panopsi, but more about them at the mid-roll. Also, also want to say shout out to Anti-Siphon Training, simply because I talked to Velda the Deputy yesterday for a hot minute about the tech stack and how we can deliver on Simply CyberCon, and she gave me some solutions. I finally have it all pieced together in my brain, and I look forward to sharing that with all of you. All right, guys, it's Tuesday. It's Tidbits Tuesday, so I share a little bit of uh, information about myself at the mid-roll, see if it resonates, see if we got something we can high-five with. Simply Cyber Channel is frozen. All right. Hey, it looks like we're having some production issues. If you can, holler at me uh, in chat if the Simply Cyber Channel... Uh, if you're watching this stream right now... Um, if you're watching this stream right now uh, and you're watching it on Simply Cyber's YouTube channel, let me know. I'm going to pull it up myself. Just a little production 
issue here. Nope, I see it. Uh, now, hey, really quick, BSEC making a joke that I got the Sweetwater audio on. Guys, listen, my boy Ryan McCowan over at Sweetwater, I, like, I, I'm not cheating on Base Case, okay? I'm not cheating on Base Case, but just let it be known that Sweetwater's got me hooked up. I called them. I said, listen, I'm doing some work at Black Hat. Um, <laughs> I'm doing some work at Black Hat, and I can't bring my entire studio. What can we do? And boom, high fives. We're hooked up. It was a good time. All right, do me a favor. Normally, at this point, I would say sit back, relax, and let the cool sounds of the hot news wash over you in an awesome wave. But it looks like, according to the mods, we may be having a little bit of difficulty here. Good on my side. All good, Billy DP says. Larry O says, good on YouTube. Um, some, somebody's mother's got chafe. Yikes. But froze with no sound. Okay, good. Did you know the Cybercrime Junkies podcast has new episodes with Gerald Ozier and Eric Taylor? I love it. Yes, I was a cybercrime junkie. All right, guys. I, I'm not quite sure where we're having technical difficulties, but I am going to slide over and get going. Um, Dan Reardon, good morning. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's do this. Sit back, relax, and let's let the cool sounds of the hot news wash over us in an awesome wave. I will see you guys at the mid-roll. From the CISO series, it's Cybersecurity Headlines. It's Tuesday, August 8th, 2023. White House rolls out school cyber initiatives. It's no secret that cyber attacks against educational institutions have increased over the past few years. We've covered many attacks on this show, particularly with ransomware. Now the Biden administration announced new initiatives to help shore up defenses for K-12 schools. This will see the Federal Communications Commission offering a pilot program to shore up cyber defenses in schools with plans to provide up to $200 million in funding over the next three years. CISO will hold training with K-12 institutions with regular guidance and monthly digital sessions. The Department of Education will set up a government coordinating council, which will coordinate between schools and government agencies. Several private partnerships will also see access to free tools and grants for cloud computing access. North Korea. Oh my God, this coffee is so good. Okay, just as a quick aside, this coffee is so good. Oh my God, I hadn't had a sip yet. <laughs> oh my God, you want to talk about uh, taking the medicine that makes baby feel better? Whoo, this coffee, chef's kiss. Okay, I am back, baby. All right, so White House rolling out this initiative. They made a huge announcement a couple days ago. Uh, the you know the executive branch talking about cyber. Um, I do appreciate it. It's like workforce development programs. It's about uh, basic cyber hygiene. There's a lot of integrating cyber education into K through 12 schools, which is what this particular story is digging into. Just know, just know that the um, the the cyber initiative thing, the, the cyber education initiative, is bigger than just the K through 12. In fact, I, I'm pretty sure I linked to it at one point. Um, I'm excited about this for two reasons. One, I have been long of the opinion that you know, STEM, a couple years ago, STEM was all the rage, right? Um, like science, technology, engineering, and math. Like, oh, okay, like, way to go, everybody. But, you know, like, I don't know if it's because, like, cyber was doing all the work and, like, carrying the gear off the bus and STEM stood out front, like, for the paparazzi to take the photos. But, like, it's STEM-C. I know that isn't a great acronym, 
acronym, but it's science, technology, electron, uh, engineering, mathematics, cyber. Can we please, can we like, what are we like Ringo over here? We're like, we're, we're just like this fifth wheel. No, bro. Like we're cyber is ubiquitous and pervasive across everything. It is a societal impact. Tech is like data is the new gold and cyber is how we protect it. So if you don't think it's important, you're not paying attention, bro. So it's STEM C, first of all. So, like, so STEM C is something I've been pushing. Cyber resiliency instead of cybersecurity is also something I've been pushing, but that's a, a digression. Listen, K through 12, think about it, guys. Yeah, you could skill up an old dog with new tricks, right? But what we really need to do is because my eight-year-old knows how to use an iPad better than my grandpa parents, right? And and it's not a knock on them or, a, you know, a, a praise for my child. It's just they're growing up on tech. And in fact, so much is so that literally Gen X and millennial, the key difference between those two generations is that one grew up on tech and one got introduced to tech um, and one didn't have tech. So much so that there's a new term coming out and this might make some of you C-STEM. Thank you. I'll go with C-STEM, BSEC. Agree. Um, what I would, um, okay, so millennial and uh, Gen X, the difference is technology, so much so that if you are someone like me, born in um, the late 70s, early 80s, they actually have deemed it a new generation, calling it Xennial, which I know makes some of you want to spit up your Cheerios, but they're calling those people Xennial, people who were Gen X that actually... Um, got into tech early enough to be able to be on the wave of tech adoption and kind of the mindset of using technology as a um, piece of, of of how like normal society functions, okay? All of this is a way to say that K through 12 is where you need to target in order to grow these people into the modern workforce. And I'm not talking about just cybersecurity people, okay? Just like I'm saying that understanding math isn't just for math people, right? Like if you're working marketing, she, geez, if you want to manage your own personal finances, math is pretty important if I'm not mistaken, right? So understanding basic cyber hygiene, understanding the mistakes that Carl makes so you don't grow up to be Carl, right? It's vitally important. So I am all up in this business. I personally, like, I've decided recently, and again, I'm going to have a big presser in September for this, but like Simply Cyber, for all the things that I do with Simply Cyber, if you were to boil it down, Simply Cyber is a cyber education company, whether I'm educating people on best practices, how to get into the industry, how to do very specific GRC things, it's education and it's vitally important. So this story, this initiative, this everything completely resonates with me. So if you have children in K through 12, this could be important to you. Also, if you are a cyber education company like I am, this is very interesting to me because I want to know how I can get involved. How can I help? How can I contribute? Specifically, I'm very interested in my local community, right? How can I get involved with my local um um, school, you know, county school systems and stuff like that. And this, by the way, this goes way beyond like ransomware targeting school systems like Medusa in Minneapolis and Vice in LA. This is like educating our youth because right now people, they're all up on TikTok and, <laughs> I, you know, uh, they need some help. Koreans breach Russian missile developer. Reuters and security researchers from Sentinel Labs report that North Korean threat actors installed a backdoor into NPO MASH, a Russian rocket design firm. The Lazarus Group used the backdoor in other attacks, although researchers attributed the attack to the threat actor Scarcroft. 
This access persisted for five months until March 2022, although researchers could not determine if it actually exfiltrated data. Reuters notes the North Korean government announced new developments in its ballistic missile program during this time. Sentinel Labs discovered the breach after an NPO MASH staffer accidentally leaked a large cache of internal comms to a widely used security research portal. Large All right. Um, you know what it might be? I almost wonder. I'm like reluctant to click on these things right now, but well, can I can I click on these one second? Hold on, I'm looking at something around uh link around restream right now. Um all right, all right. I, there's people are complaining about some production issues, so I was kind of checking it out. All right. North Korea hackers breach Russian missile maker. Okay. So first of all, North Korea, as far as I know, North Korea has really just been kind of like hitting whoever, but they have, as far as I know, have not hit uh, like Russia and China, right? That's, I mean, that's like in their, it's, it, it's, they're in, it's in their backyard. You know what I mean? Like, and not only is it in their backyard, but Russia and China are quite capable of swatting North Korea like a, like a, a gnat or a mosquito. Okay. They breach systems at an NPO, which I think is nonprofit organization, not to be confused with NGO. Um, this guy produces hypersonic missiles. Okay, so here's what I'm thinking. Again, I was trying to do production stuff, which sucks. Um, but here's what happened. I don't know if Kim Jong-un was like getting kind of like, you know, uh, getting a lot of, you know, getting excited for himself or something. But here's, here is the deal. Okay, this might be a bit of a, a jumping the shark for North Korea or a bit of a YOLO moment for North Korea, but, and this isn't a political show, so, you know, take everything with, you know, you know, I'm not, whatever, it's not a political show. If you look at the landscape, North Korea is not a very financially lucrative country, right? That's why they have Lazarus Group as one of their threat actor groups go out and steal crypto money all the time, right? That's That's like their major portion of their GDP. It's like how the country funds its initiatives, right? A lot of people in North Korea are, you know, in poverty, <laughs> but the North Korean government, you know, they want to be treated like a first world power. Okay. And how do you get first world power status? Well, you typically have some type of like military or threat. North Korea has been really big on like missiles, right? Like intercontinental ballistic missiles. Although whenever they shoot a missile, it like just lands in the ocean. They kind of shoot it near Japan. It's like, I don't know. It's just, I, I hate to say it, but it's just kind of like flailing about. Well, they um, attacked a hypersonic missile company for intellectual property. To me, that says they're trying to do, you know, take a page out of China's playbook, frankly, of espionage and stealing intellectual property in order to advance your uh, programs. Because remember, guys, and this this is a cybersecurity lesson, okay? I actually teach one of these in my, um, in my Citadel class. But here's the deal. When you think about the value of data, right? I always talk about data is the new gold, data is the new gold. When you think about the value of data, think about it from a research perspective, okay? Hypersonic missiles. Let's say Kimberly has hypersonic missiles, okay? And I don't have hypersonic missiles. Or let's say Jenny Housley has a new uh, electric vehicle battery technology and I'm making electronic vehicles and I don't have a battery technology that can go 600 miles or 800 miles. 
Well, most consumers are going to buy that car with that battery because it's a better value. Just like, um, you know, if you want to have a military capability that can threaten someone far away, um, you maybe you want, or with, with getting through their defenses, you'd want hypersonic missiles. So, so if you're not going to steal it, then build it yourself. Well, you need, you need the right researchers and scientists that costs money and time to find them. You need to fund their projects and pay them salary and pay for their materials. Then you have to pay for time. How long is it going to take them? You put a scientist down in the chair from day one to day. What is it going to take them to come out of the the lab and be like, here you go. Here's your hypersonic missiles, right? Then you've got all the testing, all that stuff, right? So the cost of a technology like a hypersonic missile is all of the time, energy, effort, research, facilities, people power, all of that. That's the cost of hypersonic missiles, right? Now, if you steal the technology for hypersonic missiles, you basically take that entire cost associated with time, energy, effort, manpower or brain power fails best practices all these things and you basically don't have to pay it and you're just off and running with hypersonic missiles or you're off and running go look at um uh rivian for example rivian has been in the news right with just as another example oh now they're they're um now they're uh switching their battery cells to go in there um, let me see. Right here. Okay, look at this. Just another example. Tesla and Rivian heading to court over stolen trade secret claims, right? This is not, this isn't like make-believe. This isn't some silly example I made. It's it's what I'm talking about, right? In order to go to market, in order to make, Great cash, homie. you can either develop the technology yourself or you can steal it, right? And stealing it is cheaper, faster, all these things. So that's what I think North Korea is doing here. I probably took longer than I needed to to get to that point. Thank you for indulging me. Language models getting worse at math. Since the release of OpenAI's GPT-4 model, anecdotal evidence suggested the new model performed worse than its predecessor, GPT-5. Now, research from Stanford University and the University of California, Berkeley, backs up these claims, seeing worse accuracy on math questions like identifying prime numbers, as well as medical questions and surveys. In many instances, GPT-3.5 saw performance gains over the same period. The researchers said the phenomenon of model drift impacted GPT-4's performance, where changes in the massively complex model to improve it in some areas cause unintended regressions in others. Clop. All right, here we go. I'm going to add this to my talk that I'm giving September 14th in Peoria, Illinois. Dude, you cannot treat ChatGPT like some type of oracle demigod, okay? All these AI things are is like really, really smart, pretty, cool, slick interfaces to whatever. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Shall we play a game? Sorry about that. Um, thank you, Cat Chat or a cat GPT. So all they are is a slick interface to the back end of the, uh, the large language model that they were built on top of, right? These AIs need to be trained on stuff. And I know there's a story coming up about zoom. They got to be trained on something, right? And that's what they're based on. So if they're, if it's garbage in garbage out, dude, it's literally the same thing. It's always been garbage in garbage out. If you train it on crap, it's not going to be that great. Now, I don't know what the, um, Yes, I am, Ben. I'll be in Peoria 
on September 14th So and 15th. So you've got to ask these questions. In fact, someone in chat asked yesterday on Discord, like, oh, I'm, I got to interview a third-party company that we're thinking about doing business with, but they sell AI. What kind of questions should I ask? And I, you know, there's a ton of like regular data questions to ask um, that are pretty standard. But then with the AI chatbot, like, what are you building your model on? How often do you retrain the model? Who has access to the training? Because guys, this drift thing, it's this drift is just as valuable and as important to know about as hallucin hallucinations, which we all know about, where chat, uh, where the AI just like makes up facts, like court cases and you know, uh, quotes and stuff like that. So you should, you should be upset about this guys. Chat GPT was never supposed to be like an all seeing eye of Sauron that could answer anything and know everything. Although I will tell you people who are, I don't want to say lazy, but, um, a lot of people are doing this. Like I'll give you a perfect example in my opinion. Um, and this is tinfoil hat, Jerry, really quickly, for those of you who are on Simply Cyber's YouTube channel. Um, the writer's strike, right? Are you In the United States right now, no new content for shows is being made. Like we're watching content that was de developed like three to six months ago because the writers of Hollywood are on strike. It's been a big thing for a month or so. And the executives for the studios are like, well, we're either going to wait until you get evicted from your home and you have to crawl back to us and take your job. Or more likely, we're just going to um, make ChatGPT our entire writing department. And you could take that, but that is such a simple, you know, you know, boorish uh, approach to solving a problem because there is nuance to, um, you know, writing and these models it really depends on what they're written on. Also, by the way, can I just point out that one thing that we aren't really hearing a lot about that is also baked into these chat GPTs or these AI models based on what they were built on is bias, right? We don't talk about how much bias these things have, right? But if it's, let's just say that uh, like uh, the healthcare data, it's all trained on like healthy, uh, you know, American males or something like that, right? Like something that's just, happens to be slightly uh, constrained. Well, then if you have a female, uh, you know, whatever, like European patient or something, right? Something that's kind of outside the scope and you ask it a question about healthcare, it's going to give you answers, but it's going to be biased towards American males, right? And, and like, that's just a quick, ugly example, but you get my point, right? It's not a one size fits all super solution. And too often people are treating it that way, which really sucks. So I'm actually kind of glad that ChatGPT is getting dumber at basic math because it's demonstrating in a way that's very easy for people who are not tech savvy to wrap their head around that this thing is fallible. Using torrents for data downloads. Recently, the Klopp ransomware organization made news by publishing company leak sites on the clear web, meaning anyone could theoretically visit the site to access the information. These sites provided bulk data downloads rather than more targeted search lookups offered by threat actors like AlV. So these downloads are big and they're often slow. Now security researcher Dominic Alvieri notes Klopp began making these data dumps available as P2P torrents. It even includes instructions on how to use a proper client to start the downloads. And now, All right, a couple of things. One, James McQuiggan is giving a talk coming up soon. Uh, shameless plug for AI bias. I do love myself some James McQuiggan, so go check his talk out. 
Uh, also, uh, BT talking about the food pyramid. Guys, can we just take a hot minute and do the Oprah emote if you're a squad member? Uh, Kimberly McKnight, a.k.a. Kimberly Can Fix It, has somehow like put herself in uh, Simply Cyber Squad jail somehow, and she doesn't have access to emotes right now. So just know, Kimberly, um, we we love you, and the Oprah's, the Oprah's here for you. You get an emote. You get an emote, Kimberly. You get an emote. Thank you, uh, squad members. All right, so the Klopp gang offers data downloads via Torrent. Um, this is just basic IT business, okay, guys? Uh, torrents allow very, very uh, easy to download. You can kind of distribute pieces of a file to make it easy to download. You can host it in multiple places, so the resiliency of the downloads can happen. Torrents have been around forever. They used to be used back in like the early 2000s for downloading movies illegally and downloading content illegally. Um, where are my Kaza people out? Where, <laughs> where am I, Where's my LimeWire folks out? My Napsters. Uh, but anyways, Klopp is just taking advantage of it. Uh, by putting it in torrents, they're also going to make it pretty, not easy, not just easy to download, but also peer-to-peer -peer networks if they if they want to. Uh, yeah, you can see right here, P2P means peer-to-peer -peer sharing. So I'm not surprised that we're seeing that in the story. The reason being, it just makes it more difficult for law enforcement. It, it makes it like almost impossible for law enforcement to take it down. Once it's on peer-to-peer, -peer, it's up and running. Now you could run down all of the different peers in the peer-to-peer -peer network, but that's a lot of pain. And as we saw with the Digital Millennium Copyright Act back at the early 2000s, uh, they'll make a few examples, but for the most part, you can't stop peer-to-peer. -peer. It's like, it's in the internet, right? Um, Klopp, as, as uh, Jesse Johnson put in chat, um, Klopp is really well-organized little gang. Um, they're making 90 to $100 million off of this. You want to talk about uh, data is the new gold? This gang right here has monetized the crap out of the data that they stole through the Move It um, vulnerability and exploit. Um, just wholesale. So much of the fact, you guys got to remember, every member of the Klopp gang has $10 million bounty on their head from the Department of State in the United States. So that's not, dude, that's not like low-hanging fruit or what, that's not, that's like big time, right? $10 million, that's big time money uh, for the U.S. to put a, a bounty on their head. So you could see here, I mean, there's just been so many investment firms like, you know, Putnam, Ironbow, whatever, insurance companies, including Zurich. Woof. Um I know that the Department of Energy was in there, a lot of state agencies, which Klopp claims that they deleted everything. It, guys, this year is the year of the move it vulnerability. And like, even though other people exploited it, Klopp is the one who really, really, you know, shot their shot or shoot their shot or whatever you want to call it. Like they, they moved on it, making moves like a snake in the grass roundabout, right? If Boston Rob's listening, knows what I'm talking about. There's nothing really to do here. If you are a researcher um, and you want to download these torrents, uh, go for it. I will tell you one final thing. If you are ever going to download data dumps from threat actors, remember, you are dealing with threat actors. There is nothing preventing them from putting malware and calling it a data dump 
and having you download it and infect yourself. So if you are going to download any of this crap from any of these threat actors or any of these dark web places, may I suggest a prophylactic VM machine where you look at the data, make sure that you're not infecting yourself in any way, look at the network traffic, et cetera, et cetera, um, before you just go YOLO and fire it up on your <laughs> on your main workstation. Do not do that. Butler NA with a gifted sub. Thank you, Butler. A word from our sponsor, Conveyor. GPT for security questionnaires? Conveyor has already built that for you. Conveyor's GPT questionnaire response tool is so accurate, you can use it in two ways. One, let your customers upload their own questions in your trust portal to get AI-generated answers based on the content in your portal. And two, it's not just for your customers. You can use the GPT questionnaire response tool internally as well to get auto-generated precise answers to entire questionnaires in minutes, so all you have to do is review. Try a free proof of concept with your own data to see it in action. Learn more at conveyor.com. Zoom. All right. Um, for those who are watching on stream and having issues, I see some people talking about it like uh, Space Tacos is talking about it. Um, Dale Fay on YouTube is saying that there's issues. I'm not sure. Some people are reporting issues. Sorry, guys. Um, I feel like a Fortune 50 company where there needs to be like a Simply Cyber Stream status webpage that gets updated regularly and like reported outages are over here. Um, okay. All right. So if it's your first, did we have any first timers here? Uh, mods? Did anyone see first timers? I love, I love to say hello to the first timers and to the passive observers. Uh, guys, if it's your first time here, or if you're a long time, you know what we're about to do. And I love it. All right, guys. Thanks all so much for being here. Holla, holla, holla. I want to thank all of you for being here. I want to ask you if you would do me a solid Hit the like button, okay? It's not to float my boat. It's really to help other people who have yet to find Simply Cyber find it, right? So take a minute. If you're getting educational value, entertainment value for uh, from the stream, hit the like button because... Hit the like button because it, basically YouTube is going to find other people who are searching for cybersecurity content and push this live stream to them. And that's how we get first timers. And that's how I get to say hello, first timer. So please do me a solid and uh, hit the like button, okay? We, we did great yesterday, by the way. We had 350 people, which was a record. We had like 257 likes yesterday or something crazy, which was awesome. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, I want to thank the stream sponsors, Barricade Cyber, Anti-Siphon Trading, as I mentioned at the end, onset, but also Panopsi. Panopsi Security by Brandon Poole and his team. They can help any business really understand what their cybersecurity program looks like where their actual real risks are, and most importantly, with their quantified risk assessment offering, be able to allow the information security office to properly communicate with the business on what real risks are and have a risk appetite discussion. I know that sounds like a lot of blah, 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 like peanuts characters talking, but what I'm saying is if you do a quantified risk assessment, you will actually be able to see what your risk is and then be able to tell the business, here's where we're at. This is what it's gonna to cost to fix it. Do you wanna spend the money or do you wanna ride dirty with this risk? Your choice, right? Quantified risk assessment, um, Panopsi Cyber, links in the description below. Guys, the Simply Cyber Community Challenge, you guys are straight crushing it. 
every single day, one member of the community gets handed the baton. It's like a relay race. Today, Lazaro, who, who posted yesterday, has tagged Stephanie Lukowski, and she has accepted. Thank you. Thank you, Stephanie. So Stephanie is going to go on LinkedIn, and she's going to post her cyber story. She's going to add the hashtag Simply Cyber Community Challenge to the post. What I ask all of you to do is go on LinkedIn, find Stephanie's post, comment on it, engage with Stephanie. Most importantly, connect with Stephanie on LinkedIn. Connect. That's the actual action. Connect. Then connect with anyone in the comments that you are not a first level connection with. Go back and find the other hashtag Simply Cyber Community Challenge posts. Here's what's going to happen. Over the next week or two, you will begin to notice that your network is improving in size and quality and your feed in LinkedIn, this is the most important one, your LinkedIn feed, we're hacking your LinkedIn feed basically. Your LinkedIn feed is going to be supportive, inclusive, relevant, valuable, interesting, thought-provoking cybersecurity content. Now, if you don't want a LinkedIn feed full of cyber content with great people, uh, and supportive community, that's fine, don't do this. But for most people, there's a lot of value there. And for this particular audience, that's right on brand with what you want. So go ahead, go on LinkedIn. Thank you, Stephanie, I look forward to your post. Butler NA. Can we just become best friends? Yep. Thank you for the squad membership. Austin Nielsen picking up the squad membership from Butler NA, very nice. All right, guys, every single Tuesday, I share a, um, <clears throat> um, a little story about me, Tidbits Tuesday. Guys, here's the deal. Uh, a little bit about me. Um, geez. I don't know. Guys, all right, so here's a little bit about me, right? Here's the deal. I really, I work my butt off, okay? I spend a lot of time working and moving things forward. But I have a family, wife and kids, and they're very, very, very important to me. So much and so that I try to travel as little as possible as when I can. And when I do have to travel, I try to be optimized where like I stay as long as I can at home and then I leave to go do what I got to do and then I come right back. And occasionally it bites me in the butt, just like today, where now my flight's canceled and I missed a bunch of things. So from a risk perspective, I'm a huge risk mitigation person. I'm willing uh, to take on additional risk because... I want to be with my family as much as I can. So what I have to do now is in future DEF CON Black Hat travel, I'm going to have to leave a full day early to account for a 24 to 30 hour delay to not impact my schedule, uh, which sucks. But like there's a parallel here between my life and GRC work where for me, I've done everything to manage the risk except for this flight thing, which is out of my control, right? And now that I have effectively more information. I have documented case study. I had an incident. I'm going to do lessons learned, which is what I'm doing right now. And I'm going to refactor. And when this comes around for my next trip, my next conference or whatever, I will leave a day earlier to reduce the risk of this particular incident from happening again. See guys, GRC, it's everywhere. <laughs> the more you know. All right, let's get back. And where's my more you know? I didn't realize I was going to make that like a GRC risk mitigation story, but there you go. All right, let's roll. We'll train AI on customer data. Zoom updated its terms of service on July 27th. In the fine print, Zoom clarified it holds the right to use some customer service-generated data for training and optimizing its various machine learning models. This will include product usage, telemetry, and diagnostic data. 
Zoom said that training on video, voice, and chat data would be done on users that chose to turn on trials of AI tools with a transparent consent process. The company will use that data for internal service improvements, saying it will not sell it to third parties. All right, hold on one second. Um, uh, okay, so a couple things. One, um, th this is like a particularly... Um, this is a particularly like hot story, okay? Like I have friends of mine who are not cybersecurity people who were texting me, asking me for my thoughts on this particular <clears throat> story, okay? So here, based on, I don't research or prepare for any of these stories, but because I had people messaging me about this, I, I didn't know this was gonna be a story today, but like I've looked into this a little bit, okay? There's a couple of things here. One, Zoom... <laughs> Zoom can do this, right? Zoom can do this. If you think about it as a business, right? You're putting data in there. You're using their platform. That terms of service that you just click through, they could say anything in there. They could say, we take your firstborn child. They could say, we use your data. They could say, everything you do belongs to us. And if you click okay and accept, go for it. It's a for-profit business. You, they don't own a monopoly. You have the right to not do service with them based on those terms that they're defining and go use Microsoft Teams, which is like, blah, right? Catch me outside, how about that? Yeah, that's how I feel about Microsoft Teams. But here's the thing. What I do not like about Zoom is that they're, they're saying, according to the article, they're saying like, hey, we have new AI features, which I don't even know what AI features you need in Zoom. Zoom is a platform to allow me, BSEC, uh, Butler NA, and James McQuiggan to have a conference call, right? What do I need AI for? Okay, like to like to touch up my face or to give me like a funky background, right? Or or I don't know. Okay. Anyways, when you opt into using the AI, that's when you agree to allow them to do data mining on your data. Now, what I heard, what I heard was two things. One, they do not allow you to opt out of the consent. So if you've opted in, you're in. Second of all, when you opted in, obviously no one was reading the terms of service, but I actually heard that they, um, they, when you opted in, they didn't really define how they were going to be using their data in June. Now, two months later, they are using that data and the lawyers probably gotten involved and now they've changed how they're using the data, but they're not allowing people at this time to opt out. So you see what I'm saying? It's like, basically you walk into, I don't know, a freaking, um, it's like you walk into a restaurant, right? And they're like, all right, everything's $5. Do you agree? And you're like, yes, I, I agree. And then they're like, okay, cool. What do you want to eat? And you're like, I'll have two tacos and a large fry and give me one of those great cold 20 ounce IPAs on draft. And they're like, no problem. And then they bring you the bill and it's like $75. And they're like, you're like, what the hell is this? You told me everything was five bucks. And they're like, yeah, but after you sat down, we, we changed the policy that everything is $75. And you're like, well, I don't want this. And you're like, sorry, you agreed to the terms. We just changed them after the fact, which we also put in the terms that we're allowed to do that. So, you know, suck an egg and give us our 75 bucks. That's a really silly example, but that's basically what's happening here. And part of the reason why everybody is upset is because Zoom is basically just wholesaling. This is more of, to me, this is more of an ugly look for Zoom, uh, which I don't even know why Zoom's doing this. Zoom hit pay dirt and hit struck oil like the 
this is going to date me, but like the Beverly Hillbillies, the original one where they like, you know, uh, poor, uh, you know, West Virginia uh, farmer village uh, family or whatever. I forget exactly the, the opening or Tennessee or whatever it is, the opening song, but they hit gold and then they moved to Beverly Hills. When the pandemic hit, Zoom just happened to be positioned in the right place to go gangbusters. Their stock went through the roof. Um, okay. So I don't know why Zoom is like trying to be like sneaky, shady right now. They're, probably because they're losing market share to Microsoft. Although there is a class action lawsuit against um, Microsoft for forcing teams to be embedded from a, a not a class action, but like a, a monopoly uh, antitrust lawsuit that's cropping up. Anyways, I'm all over the place. TLDR, if you don't want to give Zoom your data, then don't use Zoom. The problem is people are locked into Zoom. People have long-term contracts with Zoom. We use Zoom. We'll see where it goes. I just, I don't... If you're using Zoom, you don't like you should if you here's my final thoughts on this, okay? If you're using any cloud-based solution, chances are you don't have privacy, okay? Period. <laughs> that's that's the TLDR. Spyware firm shuts down after a breach. The Polish spyware company Let Me Spy published a notice on its site saying that as a result of a June data breach, it will shutter operations at the end of the month. The company confirmed that the breach saw threat actors delete data from its servers, including customer data. Let Me Spy offered a surreptitious call recorder and location tracker on Android. A leaked data set seen by TechCrunch shows users installed the app on over 13,000 compromised devices. New ransomware group. All right. Well, so you want to, from the office of like conflicted feelings. Okay. <laughs> wow. I'm very conflicted on this. I don't know if you guys are conflicted. George Strasberger. Can we get an all your bases belong to us chat icon? You know what, George? Did we just become best friends? Yep. We can certainly entertain that. There was a push for Mandalorian. I'm curious. I know what all your bases are belong to us chat icon would be, but what is what's the use case, George? When 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 does all your uh, base belong to us show up? And I saw it in mod chat too. Joel dropped it, so I don't know if there was something that flew by in chat, but definitely let's know. Let me know. I'd love to. Uh, we, we're due for a new emote. All right, guys, so from the Office of Conflicted Feelings, this company in Poland made an Android spyware uh, application that allowed you to install it on a victim's phone or tablet and spy on them, right? So think um, overbearing boyfriend or husband. Think corporate espionage, right? Think, uh, you know, messy divorce kind of thing, okay? Like there's a couple different use cases here. Um, whatever it is, there's very little good use cases or examples where this is okay. All right. Cause you're talking about installing something that is hidden from the, the owner of the device. Okay. Second of all, I don't, so I don't like that. Okay. So I, I'm not terribly upset that they got hacked and broken down and beaten up. But from a business perspective, if I was charged with information security officer responsibilities for this organization, where are your backups? Where is your DR plan? Where is your business continuity? Where is anything? What are you doing? Were you running this off an Excel spreadsheet on a laptop? You donkey. Like, how do you, how do, how does one hacker delete a server and your entire business implodes? This is, this is, this was, Guys, the term brittle does not even begin to explain this company's sit situation, okay? So, um, 
And then thirdly, guys, these guys needed basic, basic fundamental um, business continuity or contingency planning. Go look at the contingency planning CP family in NIST 853 for further information. The third thing I'll point out is, um, and I'm kind of curious about this, in the world of information security, would this even be legal in the United States? No, it wouldn't. Um, it happens, but it wouldn't be legal. Um, so here's the deal. In the world of information security, there are really well-known nation-state threat actors who are concerned with espionage and foreign power and national security. There are cyber criminals who are interested in straight cash, homie. Straight cash, homie like Klopp Ransomware, who's selling data from the Move It, right? And Lazarus, well, Lazarus is nation state, but you get what I'm saying, right? Like all the ransomware gangs, Lockbit, all those business email compromise, right? Romance scams, straight cash, homie, right? Whether it's big time Klopp Ransomware, or it's just like a Ghana ransomware scam for $8,000, right? It's, 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 it's financially motivated. But don't sleep on ideologically or revenge-based. Those are two emotion-driven cyber threat actors that we don't talk a whole lot about because they're kind of fringe. But this very much could be an example of one of those where somebody got crap installed on their phone because they were tech savvy. They realized it. They recognized it. They identified what it was. They probably dealt with whoever installed it on their device. And then as a, you know, that Gerard Butler movie where he like, um, gets revenge. I forget what it is. I think it's uh Jamie Foxx is in it, right? Where he like uh like commits a crime or something, but it's like all it's all revenge. Um this has kind of the hallmarks of an ideal of an emotionally revenge-based driven hacker who basically was pissed at this company and wanted to destroy it. Cuz they weren't asking for money to give them their data back, right? Which is a common playbook um for financially motivated criminals. It, this was a straight burn it to the ground. You will not hurt me again, nor will you hurt anyone else. You are dead. You will you like yeah, law abiding citizen, right? That that this one this one smacks of um you know personal emotional uh driven decision making. Appears in Vietnam. Researchers from Cisco Talos discovered a new group believed to operate out of Vietnam, targeting domestic victims as well as English-speaking countries with a variant of the Yashma ransomware strain, which itself was a rebranded version of Chaos Ransomware. The group shows some similarities to WannaCry, particularly with ransom note structure. The researchers date the activity of the group beginning to at least June 4th. New Malware. All right. Um, I won't spend a terrible amount of time on this. Um... We had a poll the other day on stream about had anyone heard about Vietnam? Vietnam, this is the second time in like a week that Vietnam is showing up uh, in the papers around being a quote unquote threat actor. They are tied in with ransomware, which is no surprise. Like you can basically get like, you know, <laughs> a cup of coffee and a ransomware affiliate program down at the corner store at this point. Uh, Carrie White, get a cinnamon, cinnamon bun cappuccino and a ransomware affiliate program at the circle K with an eight gallon fill up, right? Um, so anyways, it, it, it's just interesting. Keep an eye on Vietnam. I don't know if this is like um, an isolated, like single threat actor group, or if this is beginning to crop up, like there's some surgence of 
knowledge transfer happening in Vietnam where people who are in kind of dire straits are being given an opportunity to um, improve their lives, frankly, through financial gain, but ill-gotten financial gain. Uh, stay tuned. Obviously, uh, also worth noting, Cisco Talos is the one reporting this. Cisco Talos is kind of the research arm for Cisco. I really like Cisco Talos. Um, they're one of the intelligence groups that I do like following. Some of our threat act, um, some of our threat intelligence folks in chat, like Joel Belton, uh, Eric Taylor, etc. If you guys have, or anyone really who's a CTI person in chat, if you have any thoughts about Cisco Talos, please share. But I always respect uh, Cisco Talos and what they have to say. Same with uh, Unit Forty Two from Palo Alto. The unit, or is it Unit Forty One? I think it's Unit Forty Two. Unit uh 40 unit 42 unit 42 palo alto yeah did i say 42 or 41 unit 42 is uh another awesome threat intel group tier one threat you know dude i gotta go do like a tiers video on like you know tier one tier two tier three i talk about it all the time on network devices but also for cti stuff campaign takes imposter syndrome to a new level one of the bread and butter tools for credential stuffing campaigns is the pen testing tool open bullet this can easily automate web interactions with a headless browser. However, the security firm Casada spotted that threat actors posted malicious open bullet config files, seemingly to lure in cyber criminal noobs. These malicious configs installed a dropper that ultimately put malware on a machine to take screenshots and capture crypto wallet information. <laughs> As an industry, does cybersecurity have... <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so... <laughs> Dude, it cracks me up. It cracks me up. It cracks me up. Um, so I don't know if you guys caught what this is, but basically uh, there's some threat actor group out there who are targeting threat actors who are quote unquote noobs, right? So they, they post like, hey, do you want to get in on this hot like cyber criminal action? Here's a, here's a, you know, a malware kit to download and get going, like download it today and like get paid and all <laughs> it's probably got some malware in there that the, the newbie threat actors can use, but it also has an info stealer to rob them and take their crypto. I'm a crypto evangelist. I love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So, and I mean, what are you going to do? Like this doesn't happen often enough, but like, what are you going to do? Go to the police and tell them, Hey, like, You know what I mean? You're like, hey, 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 I worked my butt off stealing this money and these guys stole from me, law enforcement. Jesse Johnson, how many times did a criminal come in and complain that some other criminal stole their still stole their goods or their ill-gotten gains? You have no recourse except to be pissed and shake a fist at the sky. And with cyber being kind of like anonymous and international and, and you know, geographically uh, unbounded, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? In fact, this is where toxicity begins to form because the senior people who have been around a minute laugh at the victims who are the newbies and say, ah, you punk, you don't know what's up. You're just a Mark ass. I mean, whoops, I, I said the A word. I meant Mark trick. Sorry, my B, my B. All right. So just this isn't really anything like if anything, this story is just something for us to... Um, Hold on. This story is good to know, but at the end of the day, 
this is this is just us as cyber professionals we see this story and <laughs> we just you know like let's go grab a beer at rhythm and riff or you know somewhere else at mandalay bay and high five each other and off we're running okay threat actors cannibalizing each other uh i love it i love it i love it all right guys that's going to do it for today's show. I do want to let everybody know, even though with the travel changes and with Black Hat DEF CON going on, don't think that we're not sticking to our schedule of every other week on our limited run Simply Cyber original series, How to Market Your Cyber Self. I've been loving this uh, experience with Virginia Case. We're on episode six of eight. It has been recorded yet already. However, it's going to premiere as a live tomorrow. I've never done this before, so we'll see how it goes. It's going to play just like a live, just like it would. Virginia will be live in chat answering your questions. I was going to be live in chat, but Delta decided that I should not be live in chat. I should be 40,000 feet above the, you know, Nebraska. So I will not be there, unfortunately. But please, believe me, this one's a really good one. I actually share a lot of personal information uh, the story is personal branding. How much is TMI? How much information is too much information? Like, should I be talking about my kids when I'm on stream like I do? Should I involve them as Callan's Art of the Week and Grayson's Joke of the Week, right? Uh, these questions and more will be answered by Virginia and more importantly, how to manage them. All right, I am Jerry. This has been Simply Cyber. If you were here for the news, thank you very much. I genuinely appreciate it. I hope you all have a safe, wonderful Tuesday. Hopefully you'll see me uh, on the showroom floor at Mandalay Bay tomorrow. And if not, uh, woosah, woosah. All right, guys. Um, so let's just take a minute. I do have to call. I've got a few minutes of jaw jacking because I do have to call the hotel, which I already checked into, to see if I can not pay for tonight. I also have to call, uh, I arranged uh, like a, a small little outing for a couple people, um, which was not free, it was actually several hundred dollars. And I need to see if I can get my money back on that because. Great cash, homie. <laughs> so anyways, if you were here just for the news, thank you very much. Be good to each other. We'll see you tomorrow with Eric Taylor. All right, guys, time to pivot into jaw jacking. All right, everybody, welcome to Jaw Jacking. I hope you guys are happy. I hope everything's good. Like I said, I've actually been kind of experimenting with a new layout for Jaw Jacking. Check it out. This is like super crude. I haven't really had it. Let's see. All right. Can I do this, Jerry, in chat? Hold on one second. Let me. Hey. Yeah. Hey, my flight got canceled. I'll talk to you. Yeah, I love you too. I'll, I'll, I'll see you after my stream, son. All right. Um, so, all right, let's do this, guys. What do you think? Like little jaw jack in action. Can we play this one? Let's do some midnight, obviously. Obviously. And then I see the questions coming in um, right now. So give me a second. Uh, this is what makes me feel good, guys. The midnight... 
the so some people ask me, Jerry, what do you do to like relax or not feel flipped out or whatever? I think it was James McQuiggan in chat. Guys, the midnight, the music we're listening to right now, absolutely minimum, minimum baseline on making me feel good is the midnight. I love it. I love it. I love it. So I, this is like a crude interface for jaw jacking. It's one that I made. I'll probably pay someone on five or some audio per, uh, graphics guy or lady to hook me up. But let's see. Uh, hi, Jerry. Do you know if CompTIA honors the SCCPE credits? You know, I think CompTIA might not. I've looked into um, like EC Council does, ISACA does, ISC Square does. I think CompTIA does not. Like they're pretty... Um, particular about it. What I would say is if you message CompTIA and ask them, they might, uh, but I don't have a relationship with CompTIA, unfortunately. And I, all I did was base it on reviewing their uh, po CPE policies, but the other ones I mentioned um, is where it's at. Uh, I saw it. Thank you, Jenny. Um, thank you. Kimberly, of all, like, Kimberly is a master with graphics, so I'm sure she's looking at this like, well, that's cute, Jerry, but we could, uh, there's a couple room areas for improvement. All right. Uh, all right. I'm just looking at chat right now. Pastor of Muppet says, how do you take your coffee? I take my coffee um, hot and uh, like, so basically I make a French press. Okay. I make a French press every single morning. The first cup, whether it's a small cup or a large cup, I put, and, and guys, this is really, really particular. Um, Starbucks has classic. Um, it's called classic, but it's basically simple syrup. But the Starbucks one, my wife, I love her to death. She goes to Starbucks and they're, they're not even on the menu. And she somehow gets them to sell her these huge bottles of classic syrup. And I have like, I have it on my coffee station downstairs. And I'll put three pumps of, co of sh simple syrup, whether it's a 10 ounce cup or a 30 ounce cup three pumps because I'm almost you know OCD about it and then my first cup has classic and then the rest every other cup the rest of the pot is all just black I only really like French uh, French roast Starbucks coffee by the way as a fun fact uh, this is total jaw jacking we go to Costco Costco has been selling me the Starbucks French roast for years they stopped carrying it there's a Costco brand I googled it according to Costco research it says it's the same thing, like Starbucks provisions it. So we're going to find out pretty soon. All right. Hashtag Team Live. What's up, Isaac? Good to see you. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, Alex Goodwin says, why Starbucks ever than changing? I don't know. I just, you know, you find what you like and then you, you get into it. Brad Theodore likes the black coffee. My man, drinking out of my Simply Cyber mug. I wish to God this was like, 40 ounce mug. I have a really funny story. I, I don't know if anyone wants a funny story, but like, here's a funny story given it's tidbits Tuesday. So I had to travel in my life. Okay. And if, if any, if this resonates with anybody, please let me know in chat. I had to travel to New Zealand for work. Okay. And the rest of the world, as far as I can tell in the rest of the world, nobody drinks coffee. Like Americans drink coffee. When I drink coffee, I drink like literally a 60 ounce pot every morning. Okay. I went to freaking New Zealand and I order breakfast and I order a coffee and they bring me out like not an espresso, like, but in an espresso sized cup, which is like a two ounce cup. And I'm like looking at the waiter and they're like, you know, 
good day. Like, you know, what's the problem, mate? And I'm like, do you have coffee? Like, I ordered a coffee. Can I have a cup of coffee? And they're like, um, th you know, that's what you got. And I'm like, I need a big cup of coffee. Like, with all due respect, I don't want you to come back to the table every 30 seconds to give me coffee. I need the biggest cup of coffee you can bring me, okay? It was a long night last night. I got a big day today. Bring me the biggest cup of coffee you can bring me, please. And I don't even know if the, the waiter was doing this to punk me or something, but they brought out, like, a soup bowl with no handle, a soup bowl full of coffee. Like, th this, this guy poured a pot of coffee into a soup bowl. And because I was in a foreign land and because I needed this coffee, I'm literally drinking coffee out of a soup bowl like a child finishing their cereal. So that happened. All right. All right. General smaller cups in other countries. Exactly. Akil George. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Darius Cater. Canada understands what's up. I like it. I like it. I like it. That's awesome. Thanks, Juggy Fresh. I Guys, I'll tell you what. Coffee's so important to me in the way I start that I literally, in my luggage downstairs by the front door because I'm ready to go to Vegas, I have a portable hot water heater and I have a bunch of those Starbucks Via packs in my luggage because if you've ever been to Vegas, they don't put coffee makers in the rooms. They don't put hot water or anything in the room. They force you to leave or get wicked expensive room service. They force you to leave and go get coffee somewhere else. And if you've ever been to Vegas, anything you need, I don't care what you need, anything you need is like a 30-minute walk away. And you know what I'm not going to do at 4.30 in the morning when I'm getting ready to live stream for the Daily Cyber Threat Brief? Walk 30 minutes to go get a freaking cup of coffee. So I have to make my own in, in uh, the room here. Um, CatGPT wants to know about the Illinois talk. I have potential to make it there. Oh, CatGPT, I appreciate that. It's actually a closed talk. So the Illinois, um, the Illinois Risk Management Healthcare Professionals Network um, has, you know, asked me to come speak to them. So it's like an 80-person annual conference um, that you know they're putting on. So it's not open. Although CatGPT, I'm not saying this to make you feel FOMO, but the um, the there's three speakers that day. I'm the only like, I don't know, like cyber one. But the guy who's coming on after me, he's like a leading researcher, physician, doctor, superman in the AI space. And he's actually doing like a visiting professor thing at MIT on AI starting this fall. Let's see if I can, I think I wrote his name down. Um, but anyways, he's going on after me. Thank God. Because I wouldn't want to follow that guy. That guy's going to be crushing it. But uh, I don't have his name written down. Or my notes are so messy. I am in like such a hot mess express uh, right now. But anyways, yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, Catch EPT. It's not an open. It's not an open talk thing. Shadow Crab says I've been trying to improve my email spam phishing manual investigations. Are there any videos or guides that would you recommend? Well, Shuttle Crab, my favorite line that I ever say is. Um, hold on one second. Literally, my favorite thing to say, I don't know if you guys know this, but I love saying, um, hold on one second. Let me see if I can. One of my favorite things to say is I have a video for that. I don't know if you know that, but guess what? <laughs> I have a video for that. Uh, simply 
cyber phishing triage. I don't know if you guys are interested, but I put this video out. I thought this video was going to be so hot, and um, it it didn't it didn't take off. But I think it's an awesome video. How do how do you search YouTube for your own, like just within your own? Yeah, there we go. Fishing triage. Oh my god, this one right here. User falls for fish. Now what? This is like an entire walkthrough of my workflow when I was, you know, basically uh, having to do like blue team ops. Um, so if you're interested, shuttle crab, this is how I do it. Again, this video, 1,000 views from a year ago, which, you know, 1,000 views is good, but it's a year old. Uh, I use URL scan, any run, enters there, analyze. So love it, love it, love it. All right. Tell folks they can use your vid to prepare for certs like Blue Team Level 1. All right, yeah. Hey, Blue Team Level 1, if you want um, phishing and incident response triage, get on that. Frank says he started setting up the home lab from Eric Capuano. I'm having a issue with the Windows VM and the PowerShell commands to start the machine. Uh, I'm not sure, Frank. I, I know if you're following exactly along, you shouldn't have problems. I do know Eric's been very responsive to helping people. Um... I would, I, if it were me, Frank, I would start going through uh, fundamentals like replace the Windows VM, see what happens, see if you can run some standard PowerShell commands. You know what I mean? Like, like troubleshoot it. So, sorry, Frank. It's it, that's a really difficult thing to kind of give a accurate answer on, given how many how many variables there are. Uh, Frank says, "I started." Oh no, I just read that one. Okay. King Victory says, hope you're doing great. I was wondering what entry-level cyber role would you recommend to go for if you just want to develop your all-around knowledge as a newbie in the industry? Okay, well, that question, uh, there's a couple things to that question. You, you're saying what role to go for, but then to develop your all-around knowledge. So, I guess, hey, what's up, Poner Joe? Good to see you. Um, if it were me, right, if I was not starting over, but like, SOC analyst is a, a a pretty so I'm obviously biased for GRC, but dude, SOC analyst. Here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna make a case for SOC analyst. SOC analyst. There's a lot of entry level opportunity with SOC analyst. If you're a SOC analyst, you are thrown right into the fire. So you get exposed to threat actors. You get exposed to the business. Typically, you're dealing with the business that's actively being compromised. So they're much more receptive to cybersecurity because you are the superhero that can make the pain stop. Um, you get your hands dirty into the tech stack. <clears throat> you can do cool labs. There's a lot of learning opportunities. You do have to work with a team. So you're forced to do networking and stuff like that. Um, the only downside to SOC analyst is you might have to work on Christmas Day. You might have to work third shift. You might you know, get burnt out because it's very, very um, intense and like adrenaline dumping. But if you're looking to get all around exposure, you know, SOC analyst is really good. Like I would say like do SOC analyst for a couple years and then, you know, you, you set yourself up where you could pivot really in any direction. I could also make an easy case for uh, GRC analyst as well. All right. Yeah, exactly. There's a downside to it, right? The hours can be tough. I did a video. <laughs> I got a video for that, right? Like I always do. 
Um, so check it out. I need a shirt that says I got a video for that. Um, Stacy Loki and Jess Bishop. Um, sock analyst, Simply Cyber. They did an amazing job. Uh, right here, a night in the life of sock, real truth. So talking about crappy hours. I did this live. Uh, Stacy and Jess are uh, community members uh, of Simply Cyber, longtime community members. Really, really appreciate them. And they both uh, got entry-level jobs in a sock, working the overnight shift. Um, and they give their perspective on it. It's really worth checking out. <laughs> Joel says, uh, sock analysts are the smartest people in the basement and there is no backup. The sock analyst is the backup. That's great. Oh yeah. Hey, Jess Bishop. I see you in chat. Good to see you. Good stuff. Jerry's emptying there. There's an app for that, but with videos. That's right, Casually Joseph. You know, it, it makes me happy, guys. One of the fundamental drivers of Simply Cyber, way back in the day, 2019, one of the fundamental drivers of Simply Cyber was to help, essentially, I didn't know it at the time, but mentor at scale, okay? I get asked a lot of questions a lot of time. I get hundreds of DMs a day. Like, I get peppered, and I cannot... I cannot respond to everybody. I do respond randomly to people, but like I can't respond to everybody. So the only way that I can do it and sleep good at night and feel good that I'm helping the community is to make a video and then make it available to everybody and try to make it as searchable as possible. And even if people can't search for it, when someone asks me a question, it takes me 10 seconds to say, I have a video for that. Here's a link. There you go. And then I can answer your question I can answer your question in a comprehensive way, but I can also do it with respect to my time. And this isn't like a flex or anything, but like my time, my time is so, so valuable, which is one of the reasons I'm so pissed about Delta messing with my flight. I'm great, grateful and happy that I could be here this morning, but like I had a lot of things lined up for today um, and, and those have been destroyed. So anyways, mentoring at scales where it's at and being able to say, I have a, a video for that is how I do that, right? All right. Um, looking at chat here. I got uh, two more minutes, guys, and then I got a boogie. Let's see. Oh, Carrie, don't be like that. I'm, I'm get, pe Chat's flying by. People are um, sending me uh, stuff in, in mod chat here. I'm not sure what you asked or what you said, but it's not personal. Uh, CTI is the new hotness, according to Sands. That's right. Poner Joe, my man. I love... Guys, if you don't know Poner Joe in chat, I love me some Poner Joe. What Left Coast, Team Replay OG. Love it. Um, Poner Joe's been sharing my videos to all of his friends that ask, how do I break into cybersecurity? Awesome, Poner Joe. Also, guys, I want to let you know, um, I've been doing this a lot. Like, I'm really happy with this, too. When people ask me, uh, what do I need to do? Like, typically... It's a very, 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 very common entry point is I want to work in cybersecurity. What do I do? I Oh, wait, you can't see this. Hold on. I literally wrote this book. And when I say book, it's like 15 pages, right? So it's it's a book in the sense, but it's, it's like 15 pages. I literally wrote this to answer that question because I get it asked so often that I was like, you know what? Like, I just need to take a weekend. I took like, uh, you know, a weekend. I wrote this down, cleaned it up. Jesse Johnson helped me in chat, clean it up. A couple other people gave me some feedback. 
I put it out there. This is a free download. This is a 10-step plan on how to go from no background to optimized for getting a job. This is not an easy button. This is just, when we talk about um, having a, like a mentor or having a plan or knowing a direction to walk in, that's what this book does. King Victory with a super chat. Thanks, Jerry. The information helped a lot. Love your show. Helps me much. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Thank you so much, King Victory. Big fan. Thank you for the super chat. Definitely, definitely um, grateful. Appreciate it. And I'm glad it's helping too, because that's what I'm here for. Brian Colts, Jerry, breaking into video should have been pinned post on r slash cybersecurity. There's so many. How do I get in cybersecurity posts in Reddit? Thanks, Brian. I will tell you, Brian, I am a mod on the um, slash r cybersecurity Reddit forum, but I do not abuse it. I I, I would be such a douche. Try to make that word not sound like that. I, I feel like I would be so, um, it would be so inappropriate for me to abuse my mod powers on our Reddit or our cybersecurity to um, amplify Simply Cyber. So I, I don't do that. But thank you, Brian. I do appreciate those kind words. Uh, all right, cool. Mike Miller's book is another good one. Yeah, Mike's great over on... Um, LinkedIn. Chinadu, it's a great resource. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys, I got to boogie out of here. I got to call um, the hotel and see if I can get my money back. Oh, really quickly, Carrie's question. My very old computer that I had Ubuntu server was going to get hands-on experience with SIM. Now I don't have that. Wonder if the web SIM would work or what I could install. That's a good question, Carrie. A couple things I would recommend, Carrie, okay? Here's what I would do. Carrie wants to get SIM experience and uh, doesn't have a powerful computer anymore. I would do a couple things. One, uh, letsdefend.io is pretty good. Hands-on SOC analyst training. There you go. Okay. I, I want to say they have some free stuff. And um, I think if you use the code simply cyber, again, I, I haven't had time to get into this. But I think if you use the code Simply Cyber, they'll give you 10% off. So Let's Defend is really good. Um, Range Force. This is another good one if you want to get some blue uh, sim skills training. Also, a little bit more um, garage, but malware traffic analysis. Um, dropping links in chat. This is a really good one. Right, uh, Carrie, you can install T-Shark, you can install Wireshark, and download these PCAP files. And look at, I mean, this is Unit 42 Wireshark quiz for iced, iced, iced ID, which is like a common um, malware out there right now. It's got a couple different um, flavors, but you can look at it. This is a, iced ID is being used right now by threat actors. So you can actually do this analysis and learn about it. And then I would put that on your resume, right? Oh, I've done this research on iced ID. Oh, I've studied the C2 behavior of a, you know, a nation state threat actor, right? Th those are the type of things that like interviewers are like, whoa, tell me more about this. Okay. All right, guys, I got to get out of here. Um,
All right, guys. I got to get out of here. Thanks all so very much. I hope you enjoyed uh, the little teaser for simply uh, for SC Cafe's jaw jacking. Uh, this is kind of what it would look like. I don't know. I'm I'm open to feedback. Um, mods, if you have feedback, obviously this is like this is what looks like when I do it, <laughs> and uh, I don't have artistic skills, so. Thanks, everybody. Be good. I'll let you guys know. Obviously, I'm pretty transparent with the community, so you'll you'll definitely know. Tomorrow, Eric Taylor. And market your cyber self uh, all tomorrow. Guys, thank you all so very much. Oh, this just coming in. Worth a raid. InfoSec Pat just dropped a video. InfoSec Pat just dropped a video. I'm going to go ahead and like it. I'm also going to say simply Cyber Raid. So InfoSec Pat, if you guys don't know InfoSec Pat, he's an awesome, awesome uh, Red Team community member. YouTuber makes a lot of content. I'm going to say, how do I put comments on this video? Bro, how do, wait, how do you put comments on the video? Oh, wait, hold on. You guys can't see this. How do you put comments on this video, right? This is InfoSec Pat's video. Um, I'm sure it's excellent. I want to chat, but I don't know how to. Look, holy crap, dude. Look at all this stuff here. There he is. Look at this guy. I don't know how to chat on this video or comment, but I, I would if I could. Oh, here it is. Great content, InfoSec. Pat. At Black Hat. Defcon. Let's high five. Hashtag simply cyber. Simply cyber raid. All right. If you guys want, just for fun, just to mess with uh, InfoSec Pat, if you guys want, um, drop a hashtag simply cyber raid on his uh, comments. It'd be, I think it'd be kind of funny to do it. I know it's not live, but it'd still be funny to do it. Um, again, I'll drop a link in chat. I'm only, I'm only, this is just kind of like random because, uh, because it's here. The book to download, go to simplycyber.io slash book. Okay. Simply cyber, simply cyber.io slash book, simply cyber.io slash book. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to all the mods. Thank all of you. Um, and if you do go and uh, <laughs> mess with InfoSec Pat and do a little raid with me, um, I appreciate that too. It'll be it'll be kind of fun to to talk to him about it. Let's see if anyone did it yet? No, not yet. All right, guys. I'm Jerry. This has been Simply Cyber, uh, episode 425, the jawjacking segment. Be good, everybody, and we'll see you tomorrow. With Eric Taylor, guest hosting. Be good, everybody. Everybody, I hope you enjoyed that content. Keep the cybersecurity train going by connecting with the other Simply Cyber community resources. We have the Discord server that's lively and always keeps the conversation going. You can connect with me directly on LinkedIn. And also every single weekday morning on the Simply Cyber channel, we're doing live daily cyber threat briefings, 8 a.m. Eastern time, as well as Thursday at 4.30 p.m. We're doing live stream interviews with industry experts, and we produce videos that we push out every Wednesday morning. I'm Jerry from Simply Cyber. I hope you enjoyed the content, and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you.